Welcome to episode 66 of Shunya One. We have Nityanand Sharma, the founder of Simple with us today. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there at the episode during the time of the recording, but Shilatya had a great conversation with him, which I think you guys will really love. In the meantime, please make sure you check out the Slack channel. We had an interesting poll question last week where we asked everybody what they look for when they're downloading a fitness app. And the clear answer is that people are looking for a brand behind the app for credibility. That seems to be the most important thing that they're looking for over there. So I think that's an interesting uh, insight and as a follow-up from Vishal Gondal's conversation last week. And now I think it is time for you to take you into the show with Nityanand. All right, welcome to Shunya 1. I'm with Nitya Sharma, the co-founder and CEO of Simple. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Shalatya. Thanks for having me here. Yes, I'm so glad you made it. Uh, of course, you do a lot of Bombay trips uh, even though you're based out of Bangalore. And uh, I think Simple also started initially out of Bombay before you like every other tech startup made the move. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, background and how it all sort of came to be? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um just a very quick thing like what we are trying to do at simple is really we are imagining a future where payments happen automatically right payments should be in the fabric of living right mm-hmm. we say that the best payment experience is no experience and that's the world we are imagining now mm-hmm. why do we do this uh, you know just a quick background um, i before starting simple i used to live in the us uh, and i used to work on wall street trading bonds uh, which is what i did for almost 10 years Prior to that, I grew up in India and studied here and went to grad school in the U.S. Um, you know, in 2014, what was clear to uh, me and my co-founder Chetra was that people are moving to the mobile platform mm-hmm. faster than they have uh, moved to the mobile platform in any geography in the world in India uh, in terms of buying retail commerce. But transactions are still settled with cash, right? And the problem was not, as far well as I saw. Um, that there's no bank accounts or you know people didn't have instruments people had instruments right cards were there debit cards and so on and people still preferred cash on delivery so we kind of said why do people use prefer cash on delivery and i think one realization we had was that cash on delivery is actually a very good user experience uh it solves for a one click checkout on on mobile and also t- solves very importantly for trust deficit uh in commerce especially e-commerce right that's where uh simple came out of uh so like electronically how can you solve it right um and and you know one 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 other thing that we kind of like very quickly noticed especially in indian context was people in india have been buying on a khata the tab for centuries right and by the way tab and khata is a thing that happens around the world right that's the most natural way people buy right uh so what we said was you know let's use that idea of a khata and then scale it for the world of internet and mobile and data and see where it goes right mm-hmm. uh, so that's how we started simple um about two and a half years back and yeah we are here now it's it's things are good um yeah, yeah. and of course uh, coming back to how you actually went around you know solving for this it's an interesting point you mentioned where cod was sort of actually a great experience except for the fact that there was no uh, assurance of the collection on the other side right because there was no intermediary involved there was of course the delivery guy who had to handle cash and there was a risk in managing cash and so on uh when you built this out what were the what were the challenges you saw in terms of obviously apart from solving for the user experience from a tech angle from a business perspective i know you work closely with 
obviously banks and the government and a whole bunch of other stuff right so how did uh, how, two years ago when you started was how much time did it actually to get going off the ground yeah yeah totally uh, before i get to that just quick comment on cash part right you know not only there is an explicit cost of cash which is you know pilferage and losses and you know all these uh, logistics which is very very expensive uh, that cost itself for small transactions right which are anything under 500 rupees often times is 7 to 8% per transaction mm-hmm. but the other cost that i don't think people calculate very explicitly is when a customer is buying on cash and delivery it's really an option to buy yeah right and firm yeah. it's, it's 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 there is a confusion there right in terms of commitment right and and there could be multiple reasons why i'd say no right it could be because i'm just not at home right and you show up and like you bring my food or grocery and you know it's like okay take it back right i don't care uh, so many things so that optionality of cash is very very expensive and that optionality is is on the merchant right so they are the taking uh, bearing the cost so so anyways uh, cost i mean cash while is a very good experience it's very very expensive to operate uh, um one of the biggest challenges we had about this business which is something that most payment companies who are not payment processors but payment networks face is the bootstrapping of network which is a classic chicken and egg problem right mm-hmm. you're building a marketplace you need suppliers and sellers and buyers and so on in our case you know it's kind of like i i say that's a lot like it's like selling the first fax machine in the world right no one wants to buy the first fax machine right mm-hmm. so yeah so that was a, the hard part um we had great customers uh, early on like fasos um jyoti pet fasos very supportive of the idea uh, he saw the vision and um, he 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 took us online first uh, and we impressed them and i think we do great business with them now and then it just cascaded to the entire vertical of food delivery food tech now we work with most large food tech uh, food delivery merchants in india right and then you know then you know as i say first was first merchant is impossible 10 is very hard 100 is easy Right. right so we have crossed 100 now uh, we are we are one of the largest uh, you know pay later product in india um, by far i think mm-hmm. and now you know we have a very difficult ask of keeping on building this business and make it as a we think that this is not a, a you know what simple is and our vision for what we are building is it's not a niche alternate payment product right we think this is going to be the mainstream way people would buy online right right it's a khata right people buy khata on khata all the time right so right. that's that's what we are doing and uh, kind of like ready to get scale now nice and uh, just again for most maybe a lot of folks here have actually used the product right but if we could le- yeah. uh, maybe detail out exactly what are the two sides you're playing here yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and how it all comes together yeah so this is what the product is uh it's a button that shows up on the mobile checkout or the uh, website of an e-commerce merchant right so it's a one click checkout like amazon one click it allows consumers to charge this account uh, this transaction into an account which is like an amex charge card it gives consumers full buyer protection and enable retailers give loyalty points to their customers directly on the platform oh. right so imagine this product is the combination of one click checkout amex paypal mm. and the best loyalty pro- uh, you know program you have seen all in one button and full stack right and the way we think about our product is or our platform is we are merchant first consumer centric mm-hmm. right we believe you know the original sin of payments uh, as i like to call it is is payments have always been issuer centric products right cards are basically the the customer for you know large networks is banks right, right? however the transaction is happening between the consumer and merchants yeah right and that's the dichotomy there right yeah. uh, so the whole transaction experience is controlled by a third party 
where is the transaction happening with two parties and that's why cash works because cash enables merchants and consumers to interact the way they want to Right on so, their own terms. Yeah. On their own terms, and 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 create user experiences that they want. Right, uh, pay now, pay later, or whatever. So what we are doing is is you know building the digital form of that, and that's why we call ourselves merchant first, consumer centric, enabling merchants to deliver consumer experiences that they want to deliver. And what we also believe very strongly is is um, every merchant, especially merchants in different categories, what the best experiences is, is different. Yeah. So if you're buying movie movie ticket, it's different from taxi, which is different from food. Okay. Yeah. Or if you are consuming media on on the internet, okay. right? The experience that the consumer wants, or you want to deliver as a merchant to the consumer, is different, right? right. The question is, how will you do it, right? And that's what 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 simple is. It's really not a product; it's a platform with bunch of API endpoints where you can control that transaction experience. And it's obviously the payment; its experience is the core experience. What you're talking about? Right? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we, we say the best payment experience is no experience. Right. 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 So so disappearing experience is experience, right? You know, like really, we have never heard anybody saying, "I want payments." Never, ever, <laughs> ever. You will hear from a consumer or merchant. Um, they will say i want payments mm-hmm. everybody wants to buy right so you know we define the problem statement for the merchant that we solve is mm-hmm. every merchant's problem statement is i want more customers to buy buy more and buy more often yeah right that's more, all they want that's yeah. all they want right and yeah. and thinking about it in a payment term is not the right way to solve the problem okay right same with the consumer right consumer wants to buy easily uh, buy in a hassle free manner Uh, and get as many loyalty points as possible, mm-hmm. and 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 get affordability when they need it. Right, right. On the consumer side, our current proposition is really two things. We don't sell payments. We sell a effortless checkout experience and peace of mind. Okay. Right. When you work with Simple as a consumer, you will always get the best resolution of any conflict. Your full buyer protection. Uh, the experience is always great. Any problem you have will be resolved, like at a at the highest level of consumer experience right. so that's how we think about it right so again coming back to a little bit of the challenges which you faced in building all of this right because to me it sounds like there's a whole bunch of components which go to providing this invisible experience like you're saying because a uh, not only do you have to work with the current payment infrastructure and layer on top of that uh, which i think fundamentally has a lot of processes let mm-hmm. me just put it simply yeah. uh it's not been the best we've always had issues with you know doing subscription sort of payments and all these other experiences which customers are used to abroad right uh india is very a zero trust market when mm-hmm. it comes to payments mm-hmm. uh it's that and then of course there's the entire layer of uh due diligence which you have to do mm-hmm. because you're essentially also a credit mm-hmm. uh, platform right mm-hmm. you're also you're building profiles of people who you can afford to give credit to and you're mitigating risk in a lot of ways and like you just said if you're also solving for um, uh, things like you know making sure uh, that they have trust on the on buyer protection and so on right mm-hmm. so there's a lot of layers to your business Correct. so yeah. how, okay, how how was uh, yeah. building all of these pieces yeah no it's obviously and did a, you imagine a, them from day one that well we this? we obviously had a fair fair level of high level thoughts around you know these are the problems but obviously like you know any business uh, you 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 build one you know you just learn right? right and and the question is are you learning fast enough for the question right so i i think we are doing good in terms of learning fast so i think you are asking two questions here right one is is how are we able to provide this experience we want to explain uh, you know uh, and work with the existing infrastructure is the okay. first question right and in the classic like how apple thinks sometimes right uh, which is look we first imagine the perfect user experience we said 
like we don't even want to worry about what exists we will just imagine experience so let's just imagine xyz is the experience right and then we work backwards around try to figure out how do we work with the existing world what do we need to invent what do we need to plug in mm-hmm. and like provide that experience that is close enough to our uh, mm-hmm. ideal experience so that's number one right now the interesting i think what we have done is is that when you think about buying right it's a transaction that ha- that is happening in the consumer and merchant and the checkout is the last mile yeah right what we have done is is completely separated the checkout which is the last pile from anything that exists that that touches the existing infrastructure okay right so checkout is nothing but a promise to pay okay if you think about it, right no money is moving anywhere right okay. um, and therefore the experience is completely under our control and eventually we we intersect with the existing infrastructure uh, when settlements happen right so we are time shifting the point of buying to the point of payment or settlement right? right which is typically two weeks in our case Correct. yeah two weeks is where we uh, you know work with the existing establishment right? right now the interesting about india especially and which is why india is such a exciting place to build simple is you know india in terms of existing infrastructure has leapfrogged anywhere else the, the basically the infrastructure that exists anywhere else in the world okay. example okay. 800 million people in india have a bank account now mm-hmm. india is one of the most bank countries in the world wow it was it was driven by the uh, you know pm modi's policies like jandan yogna and stuff right? right now it's questionable where whether all the 800 people are consumers mm-hmm. that's separate but people do have the fundamental infrastructure of having bank account and having to sort uh, uh, store value okay right india is also one of the most progressive banking regimes in the world in terms of regulatory frameworks okay right india has the most sophisticated interbank what we call interbank liquidity networks so bank accounts are connected to each other through upi Yeah. through rtgs yeah. through neft through imps through debit rails and so on right what it does is is it creates redundancy and multiple switches through which money can move right, right? we call it the internet of money hmm. right so which is a very hard thing to build by the way right this plumbing and all of that that's what why visa is so valuable and like you know right in india it's we have we have it has been given to us on a platter hmm. right almost yeah. right India also uh, you know most of the world now uh, we have 350 million people connected to uh, you know having smartphones connected to the internet and when you think about smartphone connected to internet they have access to unlimited computation power yeah right india also has this india stack aadhar identity and stuff open Correct. apis Correct. right question then is is how do you stitch this together right, right? and build that user experience that we are discussing Correct. right so fundamentally india's infrastructure is better than anywhere in the world nowhere like like upi through upi through imps you can sell money in real time 24/7 for no cost almost right nowhere else you will hear this in the world right wow. uh, so that's we take you know, it for granted we take it for granted <laughs> um and i think the reason we take it for granted is so far you know people like you know we are from payments and tech and stuff so we think about all these things quite way too much yeah. but if you ask a normal consumer young indian they don't understand all these things right no one wants to decide what to pay with right they just want to buy that's a that's a fundamental problem right, right. Uh, and i think that's why right I, i think we are saying like look this is the background right when when i'm using netflix i'm not using internet yeah right i'm watching Much. a movie yeah right similarly when i'm buying and i'm paying i'm not using upi or imp like all these things i'm using a consumer experience or whatever right yeah. so that's your fundamental question answer right uh, so we have to interact with the uh, the establishment ar- architecture but that is also first class right now right. right but we still interact with it once in 15 days right? right therefore we are able to very cohesively build this experience with help from merchants 
right? So they are the ones who are powering this experience. So that's one. Second is, of course, um, how do you do it in a way where it is, um, you know, there is not enough fraud and stuff, right? Is the right. Qu- second question, right? And that's a data problem, right? Um, so, you know, one of the fundamental technologies we are building is essentially identify trustworthy nodes in a network, right? Mm-hmm. Through big data. Nice. Right? So if Shaladitya is established to be trustworthy for whatever reason, and if he says Nitya is good, then there is some signal there. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If Merchant XYZ says that Shaladitya is a regular customer and, and on so on, that's a very strong signal around your trust, right? Okay. So when you think about millions of people like that and hundreds of thousands of merchants, and you then plot trust nodes, you know, you get very interesting patterns through which you, you know, can run, you know, large scale machine learning models to be able to reduce fraud, underwrite credit better and and make sure you are getting the right people in the system. Awesome. Yeah. And then one thing we, you know, very strongly believe is, is it's also a lot of design itself, right? So example is Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people staying in, random people staying in each other's houses is a crazy idea, but they solved it through data yeah. and design. And communication, right? So it's a systematic a design approach to systematically creating a trust network, uh, which can scale infinitely, mm-hmm. because in the end the network is on the mobile and internet. Correct. Wow, yeah. that's that's awesome, man. I mean, when you, uh, I actually am impressed with your, uh, you know, praise of the Indian uh, infrastructure. I yeah, it's first class. I think uh, I think we all uh, take that for granted. But on that note, I'm going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, dig a little deeper into the whole payments discussion all right welcome back we're talking with nitya about obviously all the things that he has to do to make payments simple uh and one of those things of course is while you've built out this network of a whole bunch of uh things to make this seamless uh coming from the last part of our last uh, of the conversation right you're building out uh, understanding of your network of people who are using you uh, what are the some what are some of the things which you're seeing which totally uh, you didn't expect or like you i mean we think that we are a there's a lot of fraud happening outside in the in the country and that's why we have all these two factor authentication and so much like payments were hard mm-hmm. you're trying to make them simple yeah uh, what is that gray area in between that what's the reality that you're seeing yeah no absolutely um you know as a, as you said right to make something simple there's something very complicated going on in the background so it's subtly complicated one of the um you know realities is wherever money is involved where is commerce involved there is fraud right uh, it's not about payments it's always there right especially when commerce is happening on the internet there is more chance of fraud right so you know given we are in the payment business that is something that we have to actively solve for all the time right one of the things that we saw i'll give you an example um, i think you'll find it fascinating um, there are whatsapp groups in india mm-hmm. typically run by young students they're all smart people by the way so it's not like a typical vision of a fraudster it's like young smart people from good colleges mm-hmm. you know um, they will be like doing what is called coupon fraud so basically what that means is is when a retailer put out a coupon right it's typically a customer acquisition channel right? right so i use a coupon and the idea is is get you to use coupon only once right, right? but you can customers do lot of things uh, around you know especially smart engineers that they can you know you know have imei you know um, simulators on their phone like bunch of things that they do okay. that a 
basic application or e-commerce merchant uh, that is not the most sophisticated merchant in the world is not able to detect. So that means that I can keep on using uh, multiple coupons all the time, although I'm one person, mm-hmm. right? Which is the fundamental yep. you know problem, right? Yeah. So then I start a WhatsApp group. I would, right? And say, okay, come, who wants a ride? Who wants movie tickets? Who wants food, right? And I will, you know, 50% discount, right? Wow. It is not uncommon at all, right? The interesting thing is, is because, you know, we are obviously building this, we we are always keeping the eye on these things and we see these things and we are building fundamental infrastructure to do this. We also get people, people in the group. It's like, I want to tell you that this is fraud is happening in our college, for instance. Wow. Yeah. So it's very, very exciting. Uh, uh-huh. And you know, what we've seen is, and this is what I was referring to the communication aspect and some of the software aspect of designing systems is people are like, you are trusting people. And you know, I feel it's my moral obligation to report to you that this thing happened. And these, you know, you know those things. Lot of times what we see is, is fraud is not a fraud. Uh, it's really a challenge some smart people are taking to, you know, just say, let me break the system, right? It's it's a very uh, weird, um, you know, game theory problem here, right? Um, (laughs) So that's what we see. Interesting. Uh, And and I think this is what everybody is seeing. Um, uh, It's very common and, you know, besides payment as well. Uh, So we are definitely fundamentally building the, you know, the architecture to be able to solve for it, right? Now, if you, I want to give you an analogy which will help you understand why what we are doing makes a lot of sense for the future, right? Basically, if you think about it, right, future is going to be where, as I said, we will be going around and doing commerce. And if payments is always something that is a two-minute task and standing in lines and stuff, it just disrupts commerce, right? So imagine a world where, you know, I have a calendar invite, uh, calendar to go to meet Shalitya for for a podcast. Uh, my Alexa will say, "Hey, Nitya, you're you have a meeting at nine o'clock. Uh, should I order you an Uber?" Right. So I'll say yes. So Alexa will order me an Uber. The Uber will come, and then Alexa will be like, "Hey, Uber is coming, and there is a Starbucks, um, you know, on the way. And Starbucks wants to give you a twenty percent discount to get a coffee. It's morning. You typically have a coffee. Would you like the Uber driver to pick up the coffee, right?" And I said, yeah, yeah, I need coffee. So can you, yes, please, right? So then Uber will go and pick up the coffee and I'll sit in the Uber, have my coffee and come to you, right? Yeah. That's, what, that's what I want to do, yeah. right? Now the question is, if we are swapping cards everywhere and like all these things, how will it work, right? It can't happen, right? So payment has to be intelligently woven into the fabric of buying. Um, now, while doing so, you have to prevent fraud. Yeah. The question is how, right? So today, payments are not predictive in nature at all. Right. So question is, how do you build a predictive application, which is payment related is the question, right? So if you think about your mobile phone, smartphone is the card that is a version of a card being smart. So let let me give you an example. So 20 years back, we all were using PDF maps, right? Or 25 years back, whatever, right? You would go buy a map book for $20 and you can go around US, you know, know, on the the paper maps, right? Um, You know, now that paper map, gets dumber with time. Meaning, new roads created, it's not yeah. getting updated, right? Yeah. Today, we have Google Maps. Yeah. What is Google Maps? It's nothing but that map, but it gets smarter with time. And the reason it gets smarter is, is there is this data coming. Like, everybody in Bombay who's going around in a taxi or walking around is selling signals back to Google saying, hey, this is a traffic or whatever. Yeah. And it is being given to Nitya in a personalized way yeah. to solve my peculiar problem to go between Bandra and Andheri West. Yeah in a predictive nature and not like some sort of nature where, you know, something happened 10 years back, right? Now, when you think about a card as we know of, right? It's a paper map, Mm -hmm. right? 
Now, if you think about the card as a mobile first, internet first, digital first product, right? It is the Google Maps, right? It predicts, it predicts fraud. Yeah. It predicts customer behavior. It predicts credit. It predicts risk. Yeah. Much faster than, you know, not, not reactive, it's just predictive, right? Yeah. It predicts, you know, and, and that we, we think about it today, you know, if I have a Citibank premier card, you know, whether you have a card or I have a card, we'll have the same credit limit, we'll have the same loyalty points, we'll have the same whatever to factor yeah. in stuff. But the real fact is, is we are two different people. Right. Our behaviors are different. Our spends are different, right? We should be able to, we should be able to get customized, you know, yeah. loyalty points, whatever, because you might like coffee, I don't like coffee, and so why yeah. should we all get coffee, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the future, uh, we believe, uh, has to be, right? Um, the second is, is and, and you brought up, you know, two-factor and stuff, right? What we do is a multi-factor authentication. It is exponentially more safe and secure mm -hmm. uh, than a card, right? When think about card, right? You know, we, we think about this a lot, right? If you ask a security engineer today, if cards do not exist, would you actually have a piece of plastic with 16 digits sitting in a pocket as the security design for payment network? Answer is no. <laughs> that, that, that's, <laughs> that's silly, right? I mean, like, what the hell, right? But the reason is this whole thing was invented 40 years back, yeah. right? And, and networks are very strong, right? But the, the opportunity in places like India is, is two things, right? One is, is there's a new platform, which is internet, right? Which helps you leapfrog the network. Right. Second is, is there is no network to start with, right? right? Cash is a network, right? right. So, so, you know, when you create the Google Maps version of the card, the, the mobile is a the card, then suddenly these data points are hundreds of factors of authentication right. that is helping you predict fraud at a exponentially higher scale than, you know, you know, and actually, of course, solving for the payment and, and, Yeah, and, and solving for that user experience, right? right? So, while it's safe, it's such a better user experience, right? right? So, that's what we believe. And, you know, we are already accomplishing that. But I think this is a 10-year journey, right? Um, there's just too much to do. Because we think, we are already seeing it, right? How consumers, how merchants are innovating on delivering consumer experiences is crazy yeah. scale, yeah. right? And crazy audacious, uh, you know, things people are trying to do, right? And we just want to, you know, keep keep pace with that and like just keep on giving them what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I can attune to it because I know that now I order food more because you've made it so simple. Yeah. I literally go on Zomato and say, that's it. It's done. Food is on the way. It's, so, it's on the way, right? We have seen... 50% increase typically uh -huh. in frequency of purchase if, if on the cohort of consumers who kind of use simple. Wow. Uh, especially in like areas around, you know, these non-discretionary spends, which people have to do, right? When you think about food or grocery, right? I have to eat food, right? right? So all these, all the food retailers, merchants, whether online or right, is competing with the kitchen. The competition is not among themselves. It's competition with your stomach and your food and yeah. your Maggie to yeah. make noodle, right? And any friction that can be reduced from the point of decision of wanting to have food and to actually having food in my stomach Correct. is friction and any friction point reduced reduced is better and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, payment has been I a, can see that yeah payment, has, a, payment is a big has been and I think we are solving that quite well yeah awesome of course and I have a little a side note around you know you gave a good example around what the, how cards were invented 40 years ago in general right but when you come to India and even though you said it's such an exciting place for payments it's still the adoption for just what was invented 40 years ago itself is so fundamentally low. Mm -hmm. What is your take on that? And how do you think suddenly we are going to uh -huh. sort of graduate from a notional value of, you know, every single young guy who out there who wants to solve for user experience? Yeah. How will they suddenly get yeah. uh, going on this? Yeah, yeah. 
So I have an analogy here again. So you remember SMS, right? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, the whole world was using SMSs, uh, yeah. except India, right? People were using missed calls as a right. proxy for SMS because of whatever reason, right? Yeah. I'll give you an example of my my you know my parents, for instance, right? my dad, right? You know, my dad is an engineer, very educated person, you know, worked most of his life, but always did not like checking his emails. Why? I mean, because just the experience of putting his username and password and stuff was just friction enough that he would not check his email. When I used to live oh. in New York, he would actually call me. He's like, Nathan, Nathan, can you just check my emails? Right? And I used to live Right? Seriously. Now, everybody's on WhatsApp. Yep. Everybody. Like, there was no adoption problem. Right? Because WhatsApp was not about chatting. It was not technology. It was a user experience. Right? No one wants to use technology. No one is asking for technology. People are asking for user experience. Right? Now, everybody's on WhatsApp. The whole world. Yeah. Right. And, you know, from grandmothers to six year old babies, everybody's on WhatsApp. Right. So that's what user experiences are. Right. Um, you know, again, 10 years back, 15 years back, having even a like, you know, Blackberry and stuff was like complicated. Like who like it's you have to be a power banker, user, power yeah. user, banker yeah. type consultant, you know, whatever, walking around with Blackberry. Today, everybody has a smartphone. Why? Because smartphone is not a phone. It's like. Something which I touch and feel and like they give me crazy things, right? And it yeah. just keeps on getting better with time, right? Yeah. So it's user experiences, right? Um, and you have to, we have to, like, that's how we think about it, right? So card, it's just not a user experience. At the last mile, it's broken, mm-hmm. right? Now, one thing that people do not realize about US and cards is it was a 50-year journey there, right? People started using cards in regular stores in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, right? In early 90s, Catalog commerce started. Okay. Phone commerce started. Mm-hmm. TV commerce started, which was the first version of you are talking to somebody on the phone and like giving the card number and that type of stuff, right? right? And then Amazon came in mid 90s, right? Yeah. Where they conditioned people to put the cards and stuff. Yeah. Right? So when you look at today, it's a 50 year journey. It's not like it didn't happen in five years. Right. Right? Yeah. So to expect that, I mean, if we keep on not doing anything and it'll happen in India also and mm-hmm. around the world, uh, but that's where the art technology comes in, right? Things have leapfrogged. We don't need proprietary networks to wire money. Now there is UPI and all these good stuff. You create a user experience. You have smartphones. You have internet. You have so much data. How do you reimagine this whole thing is the question, right? The fundamental thing is how do you reimagine it, right? right? And reimagine focused on the user, yeah. right? It is the fundamental thing, right? So we believe, uh, you know, that's true for any technology adoption, I guess. And, and, and the way we think about it is it's not technology adoption, it's user experience adoption. So user experience uh, improvement. You know, it always is kind of like this plateau type thing. And then when you hit that tipping point of user experience, it just exponentially increases, right? We believe in five years, that's our vision, uh, India will, at least in e-commerce, will have near 0% cash and delivery. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's a good future to hope for, of yeah. course. But the last point about you know, working, how we are leapfrogging with tech. And of course, uh, since you're in a regulated space, which is what payments is uh, in India as well as everywhere else. Do you think the the tech which we are really solving for, the, the background tech which you have to ultimately use is also getting better? Are they also jumping and seeing this particular vision of user experience as a focus? Yes. Do you think banks and like... You're, are you, you're making networks obsolete in a lot of ways, right? The existing mm-hmm. networks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You're, making, you're improving them by you know, orders of magnitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you also, how are you taking away the, you know, the, the current infrastructure or the lack of it? Yeah, well, I, I think um, 
the way we are thinking about it is like you know it is we 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 are collaborative right like, we are my point was like i know we've actually had a lot of folks from fintech uh talk to us here and the fundamental theme seems to be that the existing tech or uh, existing fin in fintech doesn't work which mm-hmm. is why tech is trying to solve for it right mm-hmm. like banks don't work banks are still is a place you go to where your money is physically stored and you mm-hmm. have to take it out and mm-hmm. then there are these other instruments and mm-hmm. then there is an app and then there is a website but yeah. it's too clunky right yeah so. yeah i mean look i i think this is how i will articulate our experience around it um you know i don't think it's about banks and stuff fundamentally it's about big companies and small companies right uh, big companies are you know elephants don't dance right mm-hmm. and it's not about banks it's about any industry right pick any industry manufacturing why is why did gm not make tesla why did nasa not made spacex why did aol not make google why did google not make facebook why did facebook did not make snapchat mm-hmm. right you know the world is full of those examples uh, or or why somebody did not make uber why right what startups are always able to do is is and and this is the successful one is are you able to see the world with a new insight. Uh-huh. And is there a platform shift that you can capitalize on to kind of build on your insight, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, you know, insights are and you know, you have to be slightly early than the market on the insight itself, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that you're not sure whether it's right or not. You're you are on the cusp of invention and so you're always this you're not sure whether what you will about to do is right or wrong, right? Now, when you think about big established companies, and a lot of times when there are platform shifts right internet has come right so when you think about comcast right for you to for comcast to say okay i think i want to become netflix now you have to kill your first business yeah. right which is very hard like you yeah, can't do you it especially public yeah. company and all these things and big companies have inertia and like various structures and stuff right and that's true for banks around the world including india so my experience is and we we talk to banks all the time we collaborate with them we actually you know they are full of really smart people Uh, and they have vision they understand what they want to do a uh, lot of banks are now saying that you know because of a lot of things especially because we are big we may not be able to move as fast as you know companies uh, small companies but we want to collaborate with companies like simple and so on right, right. at the same time you know banks speed of collaboration is smaller uh, fast store uh, sorry um, so you know it's not about banks it's really big companies right the other thing is is as i said right you are best experience payment so no one is asking for payments right people are asking yeah. for experience right. and truth is is no one knows what the experience is what it can be right it can be right yeah. so you just have a big vision around what it should be and then you are very quickly iterating to figure out what that right path is right so you are like in a you're thinking like a consumer internet start uh, company yeah. where you are yeah. doing you know you have a hypothesis and you do best bunch of testing and you kind of like look at data and like very quickly iterate right Sorry. big companies are just not good at doing it correct right wow. um they have structural problem decision making problems and a lot of times sometimes to you know you might realize like imagine if atnd let's say said oh i can build whatsapp <laughs> right they will have to kill yeah. their sms business first right yeah. and you know because whatsapp is leveraging the internet and mobile phone they don't, they don't even have to they have atnd has invested in cell phone towers and all these things so who will make that decision yeah right it's very hard um uh, yeah but you know i think people are progressive sometimes establishments are just you know has the inertia right um yeah um you know it will be always better for startups if big companies can work with them faster right um but we'll see how that we'll yeah. see how that plays yeah. out yeah but great man thanks thanks so much for doing this this was awesome i think it was uh, a great refresher on what uh, not just how 
cool fintech is and it's going we are going to see how a lot more innovation in fintech is going to happen but of course what you guys are doing to make things simple is uh, astounding and let's hope that more and more uh, places uh, start getting on board so that every single payment you do is pretty much seamless yes and uh, yeah and tomorrow even uh, paying it back filling up you know like redeeming my khata is also equally seamless yes that's what we are working on that's our next yeah. innovation uh, you know how do you make the bill payment of simple yeah. as seamless as the payment of you exactly. know the bank of food right so we are working on that problem now Awesome man. Yeah. Thanks thanks so much. This was great. Uh I of course don't have my co-host Amit with me today. Uh so I am going to remind folks that of course uh how do folks get in touch with you uh on uh, Twitter? Yes. Uh, I'm uh, at N Sharma uh, 0813 on Twitter. Nice. Uh my email is nitya@getsimple.com g e t s i m p l.com. Yep. And of course, and, uh, uh, I'm sure Nitya will also be on our Slack channel. Uh, we have one where a whole bunch of folks can, uh, all our listeners can ping in with feedback. Awesome. And uh, of course, uh, just to let you know, you have to go to the IBM Podcast website, which is ibmpodcast.com/shunya1, and ask to join the Slack channel, and we'll send you an invite. But and that apart, of course. Uh, you should check out simple in all your favorite apps a uh, whole bunch of them all over the place uh whether it's food whether it's e-commerce or whether it's all the other payment experiences that you have thanks so much for doing this nitya thanks sir that and i think i think this podcast was long due we've been talking about this so i'm happy we are able to do it today yes thanks all right me. thank you so much guys uh, please give us ratings and reviews on itunes and of course get the ibm podcasts app or wherever you do listen to podcasts uh, please give us some feedback thank you some time ago five successful restauranteurs came together to form the kolaba cartel the founders of the table gauri devi dayal and jay yusuf partnered with the founders of woodside inn abhishek honawar pankil shah and sumit gambhir to open a new restaurant in kolaba if you've ever dreamed of opening a restaurant or love eating out you want to listen in the kolaba cartel this exclusive 10 part series is hosted by gauri devi dayal and amit doshi catch new episodes of the kolaba cartel every monday and thursday on the ivm podcasts app website or wherever you get your podcasts